Hello and welcome to another episode of the Spyrokin Mini Movie Review. I'm your host Zan, saying konnichiwa, aloha, bonjour, and what's up? Hope you're excited for another fun-filled episode, because I definitely am. Because we're talking about the latest of Disney's villain adaptations, which is a live-action adaptation where they try to humanize the villain one way or the other. Some of these villains should not get this treatment, but they've been doing pretty good so far, because the ones which are, like Maleficent, were not that bad. And they're a lot better than some of their other adaptations that are live action, less said the better. But actually, let's get to it because we're talking about Cruella. Which is this the story of how a young girl turned into the Queen of Bean, the lady who's willing to kill 101 puppies in order to make a fur coat for herself. This is one part Devil Wears Prada, one part heist movie, and a little bit of Disney magic as well, because there are lots of little references to the actual original source material. And what can I say about this film? It was actually really engaging, and it's a compelling story about how Estella becomes Cruella. And Emma Stone is amazing as the titular character, let's be honest. She does a great job with this, but... She may be outshined by the other Emma in this film. We're talking about Emma Thompson playing Baroness Van Helmen, who actually out-Priestley's the Miranda Priestley. Yes, this character is menacing, is horrific, and is willing to get her hands dirty to get what she wants. And it kind of shows with a quote-unquote mentor like that. You could see how Estella becomes the way she is. Um... Also in this film, we have Joel Fry and uh, Paul uh, Walter Hauser as Jasper and Horace, and it's kind of good to see them. I mean, I was a little confused with Jasper because they make him mulatto, which I was like, okay, that's different, but it's a different universe, and I can, I'm can i fine with that. And he does a great job playing the straight man to the two of them, and also seeing Horace acting bumbling, and more importantly than that, for some reason, when I'm watching it, he reminds me of Bob Hoskins from Hook. So I'm curious if he was parodying him or what, or maybe he's a fan of Bob Hoskins because he was acting and he sounded like Bob Hoskins. Uh, there's a scene when he talks about his dog and I'm like, that's from Danny the dog. So I was like, is he channeling Bob Hoskins? Don't know. But they do a great job in this film as minions, but more important that you find out that they are more to Cruella than just the two random guys that she hired to kidnap the dog. She has a personal relationship with these two. Um, other characters you have, you have um, Joel McCraig playing Artie, who is a David Bowie-inspired artist. Um, definitely has that David Bowie look to it. More importantly, this is considered Disney's first openly gay character in the live-action verse. Um, people argue it could, LeFou was supposed to be the first gay character, but he never really said he was gay. This is, he's straight up out there. But either way, he's not technically the first Disney gay character. You had that character from the short, uh, out, who was gay. Uh, Greg and I argued about this for a little bit, um, but we'll get to that in that audio episode, because she really wants to talk about this. And I gotta say, it's a fun movie, it's a great movie, there are some elements which are a little confusing, more importantly than that, it drags. It's two hours and 30 minutes, it should have been an hour 45 max. They stretched some parts, they do feel the lag, but it is enjoyable and it is a fun film. Also, Mark Strong playing a good guy. That was very, okay, usually as a voice actor you do that, but not in actual films, but this time he's a good guy. Well, actually last century he was a good guy in Kingsman as well. 
retract that statement. Sorry, brain is kind of fuzzy because I'm still kind of hyped up by this because the movie was so different. It's a period piece in the 60s and 70s, so you have a lot of that mod fashion and it looks really good. It's visually stunning, it's well created, and it's something different. It's not the, we're just going to adapt the same film. It's, we're going to try something different with this film. And even though, yes, there are a lot of tropes, yes, there's some things that you see coming a mile away, but it's still a fun film with one caveat. This is not a children's film. Yes, it's on Disney+. Plus. Yes, it's a prequel to 101 Dalmatians. It's not for kids unless they're really into fashion and really into crime movies. This is, there's no, with the exception of the first 15 minutes of the film, there's no child or younger character for them to attach to, or latch on to, and Estella's not a good role model. Not at all. So, take that as you will. This is made more for the parents and the kids, in my opinion, but that's my thoughts. Um, have you seen Corelli yet? What are your thoughts? Let me know what you think. As usual, I'm your Hosan. I'm Gonsville. Remember to email me or check out the website for more really fun content. And I'm Gonsville. Catch you guys Cruella next time. And keep Deville, See you later. If she doesn't scare you, no evil thing will. Oh, to Roger. see her is to take a sudden chill. Oh. Cruella. Cruella. She's like a spider waiting for the kill. Roger, Look she'll out hear you. Cruella Deville. At first you think Cruella is a devil, but after time has worn away the shock, you come to realize you've seen her kind of eyes watching you from underneath a rock. You're no help, this vampire Raj. bat. This inhuman beast, she ought to be locked up and never released. The world was such a wholesome place until Cruella, Cruella de Vil.